But if you guys would give a warm applause and welcome to Jim and Julie McAleese. Thank you, uh, Travis. As Travis said, we're Jim and Julie McAleese, and this is our family that you're seeing up there. Us, of course, are there. Um, our one gift from God, our daughter, um, Annabeth, and her husband, Tom, and our three wonderful grandkids, plus uh, a new granddaughter uh, that we just got this year. Now, um, moving right along, we've been married 56 years in June. And I got good. I got good news and I got bad news. Okay, I'm going to start with the bad news first. The bad news is that it's every bit as hard to keep our marriage together today as it was 56 years ago. The good news is, no matter what, we're looking around. If we can do it, you can do it. That's for sure. And the reason that we're sharing is because there's a key. And the key is that what we're gonna share with you today are the examples of mm, our behavior and then exactly what God did. His, look for this, his persistence, his goodness, and his faithfulness throughout our lives. And God's faithfulness showed up in the first part of our lives. I was growing up in Northern Virginia, finished, planning to finish high school there and then go off to college. My father came home in the uh, spring of my junior year and said, we've been transferred to Minnesota. <laughs> and I, I was a, a, a new Christian at that point. I just accepted Jesus at a Billy Graham crusade in Washington, D.C. And I said, God, how could you treat your loving children this way, making me move in my senior year. Oh, except one thing happened. First day in class, who do you think he sat next to? <laughs> me. He came to Edina, and I was in there as a junior, and I wasn't half as pretty as all the senior girls, but <laughs> you still, we dated constantly then. So what seemed to me to be a disaster, having to move in my senior year, turned out to be part of God's amazing plan for our life. Not only meeting Julie, but had I remained in Northern Virginia, I never would have gone to West Point. I got here, was able to apply, and got an appointment to um, West Point. So that began, well, take it over, our college years. Okay. Um, so Jim was at West Point for four years, and I was at Drake. Now, I was one year younger than he is, always. I'll be always one year younger. Isn't that nice? And um, um, let's see. We Hang on. We lost the video there. Okay. Um, at West Point, Jim truly got overeducated, and... Uh, <laughs> he absolutely thought he hung the moon, frankly. And that meant, God, you know, you ain't hanging the moon. I am. I can do that. I am in control here. I sprung from um, Edina, and I'd gone to a church like this, and I had a really good background, but I was free. Uh-oh. When I'm free, I'm wild. And I was wild. And so we both gave up on God completely. Did he give up on us? Never. But we pushed him way to the back. 
And we, this kind of open dating arrangement that we had, God had plenty of opportunity to bring Mr. Wright and Mrs. Wright into our lives instead of each other. But he kept us together through uh, all of that wild time. And, um, it, and we were able to persist until we got married. Okay. <laughs> well, so it was so exciting. Everything was perfect because we would be with each other on the weekends and I would look just perfect and Jim would look amazing. And so I was positive we were going to have an amazing experience. Then we had our honeymoon and in one day it changed and we uh, scrapped the canoe we had mice running through the cabin. We were up on the Canadian border. Uh, it was a tr worst thing. I beat him at Monopoly, and you don't do that. So we cut our marriage, our honeymoon short, four days. So our problem was, what was the model for marriage that we were going to use? And it didn't seem like our parents' model was working very well for us. Because remember, this is the 60s. And we have all of the social upheaval going on in this country in the 60s. And so we kind of had to decide, okay, what do we want out of marriage? And we, at that point, having walked away from God, decided that we were going to pursue the standard goals for marriage, which in my case were career success, money, acquisition of goods, all of the things that made you, us individually feel good. Yeah, and I wanted to show off. Mostly I was just on the outside, you know, oh, we got to have a good house and buy a lot of stuff and look good. And basically I had the best parties ever, ever. And uh, drank too much and smoked and did all the stuff. Not all the stuff, not all the stuff in the 60s. Okay, but a lot. <laughs> I was sort of a hippie. <laughs> so a point I want to make, though, is that even though we had walked away from God, God remained faithful to us. Um, again, this being the 60s and the Vietnam War going on and me being a soldier, as you can guess, Pretty quickly, I had to go off to war. And so I was gone for a year um, <clears throat> in Vietnam, and my lovely wife. Oh, thanks. As he hands this to me. So I am um, in Miami working in a bar and harboring draft dodgers and uh, 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 other things I don't need to share, but you can imagine. And it was just awful because he was a real hero and I was a real not hero. And Julie was also living with a friend whose husband was in Vietnam with me and that we had met on our first tour in Germany. And this girl, Susan, was divorcing her husband. She'd found somebody new and was in the process of divorcing her husband. Had I uh, served out my extra time in Vietnam because I had to extend to get a combat command, there's no doubt in my mind that we would have divorced before that time was up. 
Come on, our marriage is on a thread. We have moved 30, we totally, we've moved 39 times. So, I mean, we're going from, it's, go, and uh, in my, in my, okay. And then what happened is that Jim says, oh, by the way, I'm going to stay a lot longer. Oh, and Susan is getting a divorce. So what did God do in his amazing faithfulness? So in his amazing faithfulness, God shot me to save my marriage. Um, because about the normal time I would have come home, I got shot, got brought back to the stage. We reunited and stayed together. So notice two examples here. Um, even uh, God used moving me across the country in high school, which I thought was absolutely horrible. I didn't think a whole lot about getting shot. You know, that wasn't my idea of a good way to save my marriage. But God, in his faithfulness, did that. Oh, but it didn't help because what were we doing? We weren't depending on him, were we? And now we're just continuing the same cycle. So we're driving from one post to another, moving around a whole lot. And what we ended up being is uh, depending on being, what is that? Oh, gosh, That's we started to accumulate yeah, stuff. We're into the yeah. Stuff. Anything stuff. that stuff. <laughs> right. So anyway, the, the bottom line, we continued to pursue society's plan for our marriage. And then we got to about the, the 13, 14 year spot. And somehow we always thought that things will get better on the next assignment, the next tour, it'll get okay. And it never did. And we reached this one where work wasn't the big obstacle and we had lots of time for ourselves and decided you know what? I don't like you anymore. And we were absolutely to the point of divorce, of coming apart. But God was faithful again. And he, and he had uh, us live next to this couple that went to something called Marriage Encounter. And they forced us to go. It was like one week before we were transferring. We thought we could get away from this. And we went to Marriage Encounter and God showed up. God asked us, how do you like the plan that you've been living for your lives? And the answer was, you know what? This really sucks. And God said, hey, I've got a better plan for your life. Here, why don't you try it my way? So that began this period that we call our years of Christian service. We uh, left there and went back to the military academy where I was on the faculty, and we began to be involved in Christian activities. Everything. It was, uh, it, it, we recognized how crummy uh, we had dated when didn't even know each other, so we started a program. Uh, we <laughs> attached ourselves to the Catholic Church. They actually took us and stamp of approval, and we knew nothing, and we were in between. We were doing uh, Episcopalian and Catholic couples, and it grew, and it was so intense. God was using us in our 
service. We love the service that he then is doing for us together. And that wasn't just the only thing. Should I go on about all this stuff? Well, no. I, let me jump in. God also provided friends for us that helped us on our discipleship, our movement to get to know the Lord better, to become more, better trained in the Bible and prayer and all those good things. And this picture that's up here, that's one of those young couples that we worked with that's getting married at the Cadet Chapel and moving on. Oh, that was, it was just a wonderful time. Uh, he was really helping us minister to a whole lot of people, and people were ministering to us. We had so much fun. This is uh, Officer Christian Fellowship. We had a monster house that they gave Jim and his high rank, and it was shared all the time with people. And we were doing, oh, Sunday school, and we were doing, uh, you were, we were on the board. There wasn't anything, I don't think, that we weren't doing. And it was getting a little, what, burnout. Guess what? We were not doing it in anybody's strength except ourselves. And we got pretty slick at the Bible studies that we were doing and the ministry that we were carrying on. But like Julie said, we were doing that in our strength, not in the Lord's strength. And as she pointed out then, what we found the result of that to be was burnout, staleness, and it's amazing to me that God took our Bible studies away from us, and he also, I was teaching, this is Point Loma Nazarene University in San Diego, where we had been, uh, I got to do teach for 20 years following my Army career. He even took that away from us, and we were kind of stranded. But having said that, God remained faithful to us, and he brought into my life a dear friend who began to preach a topic that I was less familiar with, and that's Colossians 1.27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. So you're going to do that, and then you're going to let me do mine. You know what's going to happen right now. You're going to have to forgive him because he's a... He, he's a PhD, and he's going to have to bring up his slide. Uh, so here, go. And, and I apologize for this, but, you know, this, I didn't know how to do this without. One of the things we found, and that's on this first slide, even though we were Christians, Christ was not living his life through us. We were doing that in our strength. And so when we found that our circle, me as a husband and Julie as a wife, when we came together to overlap, we were each coming with our own needs, expecting the other to meet those needs and to make us feel good. And instead, that area of overlap in there, rather than just making us feel wonderful and close, was actually causing conflict in our marriage. We were fighting. It looked, our marriage looked good on the outside, but on the inside, it was really hollow. The, all, the alternative here, notice I've taken the cross and I've expanded that. So that line comes into me. And so my old self now is largely dominated by Christ in me. And Julie doing the same thing, Christ in her. So now when we interact together, to the extent that we interact on the basis of what Jesus has done in his living, his life through us, that increases this area of intimacy, of growing together in oneness. Um, 
you went, I'd like to finish this. <laughs> we got we to gotta land, land this plane. <laughs> I just wanted to note, if you've done your homework, you'll see exactly that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the fact that you and I have an inability to love, but he doesn't. And so that leads us to my lifetime verse here, uh, you know, crucifying self, allowing Christ to live in us and live through us. And we have found that to be the key to this thing called intimacy. And that's what we love about this program called Reengage is that's the focus of it. And you'll see as we go through this program, it's talking about expanding the opportunity for Christ to live through you to your wife in that and increase the intimacy that you have in your marriage. I look forward to uh, the wonderful time that you guys are going to have in the course um, during your time together and hope that uh, you have the same experience that we do. Thank Amen. you very much. <laughs>